Happy holidays, all you nostalgic secret Santas. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all and now I've even seen A Kind-Hearted Christmas. Yes. We both have. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, RadioMeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at Here We Go Pod, and please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Today, as is our holiday tradition, we're watching a heartwarming Christmas movie starring a 90210 alum. Our choose for this year is the GAC family film, A Kind-Hearted Christmas. Is there a more generic name? Could we check? Why didn't they name it Secret Santa? I I don't know why. I know why, because Jenny Garth has already done a movie called Secret Santa. Ah, well. Yeah. That would do it then, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, well, let's crack open the Condor. Condor is committed to professional standards and professional ethics. The weak need not apply. There's no time to waste. we got to right. get right into it. That's right. This movie originally aired... As a recording this year, but a month ago. It's yes. a brand new movie for us brand right now. New. Uh, it aired on November 20th, 2021. Birthdays, November 8th, Jessica Loundis, who plays Adriana in the CW years, turned 33. Okay. A few uh, passings to mention. Ooh, it's been a rough couple of weeks. I know. November 26th, Stephen Sondheim passed away. Mm. I just saw the new West Side Story. Oh. Pretty good. Thumbs up. Okay. Yeah. All I right. mean, pretty the same. <laughs> <laughs> but at least this time you have Latinx people playing true, true. The Latinx roles. Actual so. representation. Yeah, yeah that's so. nice. <laughs> so that's good. Yes. Um, December 10th, Michael Nesmith of the Monkees. Ooh, that Last one hit time. hard, Kendra. That one hit hard. Yeah, rough time. I both of my my podcast buddies, Kendra sent me a text, and my friend Steve over on the Sandorian Life sent me a text. We're like, hey man, we sorry, we need you I, hurting. I love the monkeys. I particularly love Mike Nesmith. I interviewed Mike uh, over on the All the Book Show about his fiction writing. It was pretty amazing. So this was a, this was a sad one. I've been listening to a lot of Nes music. Yeah, and uh, December eleventh, Anne Rice, novelist, passed away. Yeah, interview with a vampire and. Other such hits, best known for her vampire series. But yeah, nice, long, prolific career with Anne Rice. I uh, got her confused with Anne Perry for a second. Not Anne, Anne Perry. Anne Perry's still alive. Yeah. All right. Movies. It's been, uh, it's been a big year yeah. for movies. November 5th, Eternals. Still haven't seen it. Still haven't seen it. I thought it was great. Okay. Eric did not think it was great. Do with okay. that what you will. I've read the Jack Kirby originals. I want to see it. I just haven't. I read the... I read something. Neil Gaiman, probably. Yeah, I think it was yeah. Neil Gaiman. I've read those two. November 19th, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Never seen a Ghostbusters movie in my life. That I'm sorry. blows my mind every time no. I say it. You know what? I saw the Leslie Jones, Melissa McCarthy one. That's the only thing I've seen Ghostbuster related. <sighs> Anyway, November twenty November twenty fourth, Walt Disney's Encanto. I saw this over the weekend, actually. Oh, and pretty fun. The music is by Lin Manuel Miranda, and it's actually kind of the weakest part of the movie, which surprised me because I love like Moana and even Vivo had great music, but this to me felt like a non musical that they shoehorned music into, and it ended up being more like little music videos from the characters. Hmm. And every time I was kind of like, can we get back to the story? So I did like it, but with reservations. Hmm. Well, I, uh, I'm very behind on my Disney and Pixar. Oh. I haven't seen anything from Soul on. I haven't even seen Soul. So I know. I, I, you know. We haven't watched it, so I yeah. need to, we need to get on that. I didn't see Onward, speaking of On. That's Pixar, right? I haven't seen yes. that either. Yeah. That was good. Okay. And December 10th, I just mentioned it, Steven Spielberg's version of west side story yeah (laughs) i know that's the one that's been stuck in our heads i bet bet. (laughs) the whole time um so yeah i think it's worth the watch for sure i mean all the acting is great you know do with ansel elgort and his terribleness what you will but everybody else is super great okay tv october 28th star trek 
Prodigy debuted. That's a fun watch. Yeah, that's fun it's for the whole action? family. No, it's animated and it's my son loves it. And so did my wife and I. So it's a it's a crowd pleaser. November 9th, CW's Supergirl aired its final episode. Mm, I got away from Supergirl. I didn't. Eric has been, he'll like get away and then he'll like binge hardcore oh. to catch up. So he's he's due for a binge. And now that mm. it's over, uh, I'm sure he'll finish it. Yeah. Yeah. I just was like, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about this. I get it. I get but it. But I've watched the crossovers. The crossovers were fun. Always fun. Yeah. Yeah. Love a good crossover. November 19th, The Wheel of Time debuted. Based on the books by Robert Jordan, this is my wife's jam. And she's having a great time with this series. I haven't started watching it yet. I've been so deep in Christmas movies. I just, (laughs) I haven't been watching. Yeah. (laughs) Though weirdly I've been watching in my, in my, like, I have a minute time. I've been putting on Kim Possible, Mm -hmm. the Disney Channel uh, cartoon. Yeah. I don't know why. But yeah, I need to, probably in the new year is when I'll get to Wheel of Time. Dig in. (laughs) November 19th, Sex Lives of College Girls, created by Mindy Kaling, debuted on HBO Max. And it's already got a second season. It's coming. Have you you watched this at all? I have not. We watched the first season based on Mindy Kaling. Mm Because, of course, like Mindy Project and more more recently, the Never Have I Ever has been like top tier. And Four Weddings and a Funeral. I am dying for more Four Weddings and a Funeral. But this one, I don't think we even finished the pilot. We were both kind of like, how long left to go? <laughs> Is it so, geared towards much younger know. people? Is, maybe. That's why? Maybe. I mean, yeah, I'll accept I'm not the target demographic, <laughs> but I typically enjoy, I don't know, good writing regardless. But this one just wasn't cutting it. Mm, well, I uh, I might give it a try. Okay. November 24th, Hawkeye premiered on Disney+. Plus. I'm enjoying Hawkeye yeah, same. so far. Yeah. I was not a fan of Loki, but this one I'm like. Oh, I liked Loki. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Well. But uh, actually, you know what? My husband's going to hear this and he's going to yell at his thing because at Uh-oh. first I was not into Loki. Uh-huh. It was only like the last couple of episodes. And I was like, all right, I'm on board. But I, I retract <laughs> that because I remember now that the first yeah. like four episodes, I was like, do anything but what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> and december 9th and just like that the sex in the city revival debuted created by 90210 creator darren star That's right and co-starring melrose place alum Kristen davis no uh no what's her face in in the revival yeah so kim cattrall name? yeah kim cattrall, no kim Samantha. cattrall is there like drama there is that why uh, I, you know, I was never really into Sex in the City, but I, I do know that there's a major beef between Sarah Jessica Parker and Kim Cattrall. That's the extent okay. of the details that I know. But that's yeah. the extent I know as well. When are we gonna get a Desperate Housewives revival? That's what I, I'm waiting. I would for. be down for that for sure. Yeah, that's what I want. Is everyone in that show still uh, uncancelled? <laughs> I don't think. I, yes, I think so. I don't think anybody was really close to Terry Hatcher on that show, but yeah. I think they all got along. You know. Yeah. All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. Okay. Well, I know this one because it's one of Kendra's many Christmas movies this season. But in 2015, Dinah Meyer, who played Lucinda Nicholson in the original 90210 and played Annie's boss, Sheila, in the reboot, uh, co-starred with Melrose Place alum Patrick Muldoon. He played uh, Richard Hart in Melrose Place. Oh, I didn't know he was in Melrose Place. He was. They played Missy and Byron Paxton in A Dog Walker's Christmas. What a title. Yeah. Going one one level deeper in Inception territory here, Dynamire and Patrick Muldoon also appeared together in the film Starship Troopers. He's in Starship Starship Troopers too. He sure is. Yeah, I have seen two Christmas movies with him in it now, and the other one was also dog related. Okay. So, but in this one, he's kind of the bad guy. Oh, Um, he's like the evil uh, business guy taking over a dog park. That makes sense. Um. He's got so, that look. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he does. All right, well, let's get into a kind-hearted Christmas. Oh, which... oh bless your heart. <laughs> bless your heart. I mean, it's a descriptive. T- it describes it. Yeah, that is what's happening. Yeah. I guess it just to me it feels a little too on the nose. You know, it's just oh, like yeah. a a Christmas Christmas. I know. You know, <laughs> I watched a, another movie called A Very Vintage Christmas, and I mm. also thought that was a dumb. Yeah, it's got name. kind of a Ray Skywalker feel. You know, 
<laughs> Ray Star Spoilers, Wars. spoilers, sorry. <laughs> All right, here's your synopsis. Jamie Monroe, played by Jenny Garth, owns a small sightseeing business in a cozy little town. Her late husband, Matt, was always the one who handled the Christmas cheer, but this year, with some encouragement from her niece, Kylie, Jamie decides to spread some Christmas cheer of her own. She begins secretly doing good deeds around town, which draws the attention of local TV newsman Scott Morris. Scott and Jamie hit it off immediately, but sooner or later, the secret has to come out. Boy, does it. Yeah. All right. Who's living in, in Beverly Hills or uh, Co- Coopersville? Where, Is that where, where they we are? are? Have fun. Explore. Enjoy Cooperville. We're glad you're here. Yeah. I don't know. Southern Canada. Uh, we've got... Uh... <laughs> Listen, Kendra, I'm just going to tell you right up front. Everybody in this show, whether it's production, cast, or crew, has been in every CW show. Okay. <laughs> Riverdale, Legends of Tomorrow, lots of Supergirl people in here. Anything, you name it. Smallville, <laughs> all of them. So I'm not even going to touch that. All that's right. just a fact. But Fair. this was written by Jennifer Barrow, who did a lot of work on Muppets tonight. So depending Ooh. how you feel on the Muppets. Uh, as well as Amlin Kaderly, who has written five Christmas movies total. So she knows wow. what she's doing. Yeah. Directed by Alyssa Light Rogers, who also served as the assistant director on the Luke Perry series, Jeremiah. So she's got two on her 90210 bingo board at this point. Our only 90210 connection, Kendra, and I'm very confident in saying that because I combed the internet trying to find (laughs) another. I believe you. But much like with USS Christmas last year, we only have one, and that's Jenny Garth as Jamie Monroe. She has appeared in many things over the years, but her Christmas credits include the film Secret Santa, as we already mentioned, A Christmas Wedding Tale, and Holidays, which she pl- starred opposite Cameron Matheson, who plays Scott Morris in this movie. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so they've already done a Christmas meet cute movie together back in 2013. Hey, if it's not broke, don't fix it. That's, You're right. That's you what I are say. right. Anyway, so Cameron Matheson, who plays Scott Morris here, uh, outside of appearing in the film Holidays with Jenny Garth, he was in an episode of her sitcom, What I Like About You. Maybe they're friends. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Other Christmas credits include the films The Christmas Ornament, Window Wonderland, A Christmas to Remember, and The Christmas Club. Didn't watch any of those this year. That's weird. I've watched a lot. Emily Tennant as Kylie Morris. She's the niece here. Uh, No, that's the wrong name. Kylie Madison? They all sound the same to me. What is it? (laughs) What is it? Monroe. That's it. That's it. Emily Tennant (laughs) as Kylie Monroe has done tons of voice work, including the Netflix series Polly Pocket. Kendra, fun fact, I interviewed Shay Fontana for the All the Books show, and she's the, the main writer on this show, and we talked, about, we talked about this Polly Pocket show. I was just talking about Polly Pocket the other day and yeah. how awesome Polly Pocket is. Well, let me call my friend Shay Fontana and tell her <laughs> all about it. But anyway, outside of voicing Polly Pocket, she's done Christmas movies like Marry Me at Christmas, Plus two Christmas and Canaan movies, whatever that means. I don't know, and I didn't care to look. So, <laughs> how about that? Well, you're honest. Catherine Lowe Hayquist as Amari Harris. She appeared opposite Jason Priestley in the film Termination Point. So there you go. All right. She was also in movies like A Christmas Tale. Tale is T-A-I-L, as if you didn't know. <laughs> uh, Angels in the Snow. Every Christmas has a story, which is just descriptive. That could also be the synopsis. Yeah. <laughs> and one more jingle around the clock. <laughs> you know, the Dinah Meyer one we mentioned earlier, yeah. I really thought that it was a missed opportunity that they didn't spell tail T-A-I-L. Yeah. Because it's a dog walker's, a dog Christmas walker's... tail. Yeah. <laughs> what the know. heck? <laughs> Someone was asleep on the job. <laughs> Uh, we have Brownwyn Smith as Colleen. She was also in Marry Me at Christmas. So I guess, you know. And she was in one called The Christmas Doctor that started Holly Robinson Pete of 21 Jump Street or Hanging with Mr. Cooper fame, depending on your age. Uh, but I've seen that movie. So I've seen her in that one. So cool. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, finally, we have Blair Penner as David. He had recurring roles on The Flash and Van Helsing. Plus, Every Christmas has a story. So there's another one. Marry me at Christmas. There's another one. Five star Christmas will be the judge. And sugar and spice holiday. 
So, you know, I assume there just comes a point where you run out of names. I think so. <laughs> Christmas I names. I think so. You do I, your best. <laughs> I wish that we would have scrapped talking about this movie just so I could gone through the IMDb pages of these people because it seems like everybody in this movie just hangs around Vancouver <laughs> hoping that CW is going to do something or there's going to be a Christmas movie. <laughs> It must be some sort of like club that they all belong to. Yeah. Because these Christmas people. Club. Yeah. Woo. All right. Well, let's get into it. Okay. Here we go. We start at Jamie's house. She's getting ready for the day, drinking a smoothie, watching Wake Up Upstate, mm-hmm. which is the morning show that Scott hosts. Yes. They are on the show talking to Corey, who's reporting from Porter's Cafe about how the cafe had burned down and an anonymous person got this crowdfunding thing going and they raised all this money and they were able to reopen the cafe in time for Christmas. All the good heartwarming stuff. Yeah, kind kind hearted. Yeah. Hey, I just wanted to point out that the credits when they came up, it said an all Canadian entertainment production. (laughs) Oh, again. You're not even coming up with names. You're just saying what's happening. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All Canadian. Yep. After watching the show, she leaves her house and she has this little sign in front of her house that she can flip down the numbers and it counts down till Christmas. So throughout the movie, she flips the number every time, every morning. So it's 10 days till Christmas. Outside of that just being a little like, look, here's how close we are to Christmas. It has no bearing on the plot. And I thought there was going to be something, but I guess it was just The countdown doesn't matter. It was just cute? Yeah, it's pretty cute. At the studio for Wake Up Upstate, Scott tells his co-host Amari that he is off to Belize for Christmas. I guess this is his thing. He says his relatives live too far away, which I say, if you're going to Belize, then go see your family. (laughs) Yes. I think that he said his sister lived in New Zealand. He says that at the end of the movie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the movie. Yeah. But But still... New Zealand is farther away than Belize. No, I understand. But if you're willing to, if you travel somewhere every travel. Christmas, yeah. like he's a world traveler. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Why, why have fun when you can go visit family? <laughs> you know? Merry Christmas. Uh, so they're just commenting on, you know, he's living the life of the bachelor. He can go wherever he wants for Christmas. Yeah. And he sadly is like, yes, I'm. I'm hot and alone. I thought he was good looking. My did husband, you? my husband did not think he was good looking. Yeah, I'm in a. He side thought with they him. were not. He thought he and Jenny Garth were not on the same level, and mm. I think they were. No, disagree. Oh, okay. Strongly well, disagree. Listeners, weigh in because I thought they were. To be fair, I have a 30 year crush on Jenny Garth, so <laughs> you know maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm you not. High, you have high expectations. Yeah. 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 So Jamie is walking to work, greeting people as she walks, and she goes to her work, which we don't really find out for a bit what she does. I thought she was an event planner, but later we find out she runs Cooperville Tours. So they have tours of this town. The tourist, (laughs) I I mean, it's booming, right? I mean, mean, there's never anyone in the store. That's her sole job. Yeah, but she's obviously got some coin to throw around, yeah. so good for her. Obviously, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so she gets a fresh cup of joe from Colleen, her yeah. um, whatever Colleen is. <laughs> her Colleen. Uh, her Colleen. Uh, they talk about plans for Christmas. Yeah. And... Colleen, is, Colleen is her less attractive but still pleasant to look at best friend role. Yeah. That's the role she's filling. <laughs> yes. yeah. They talk about plans for Christmas and how... Her her Christmas traditions have gotten stale. Yeah. Which, I don't know. To me, Christmas is all about doing the exact same thing every year. Like, yeah, that's why they're called Christmas traditions. I was going to say that's the <laughs> definition of a tradition. But, <laughs> but whatever. She talks yeah. about how her husband, Matt, was Christmas was his thing. And now that he's not there, we don't know what happened to him. But now that he's not there, she's kind of had to take on that role. I've, I've got to say, I was a little 
but like pleased and surprised that her being a widow was not like this was not her arc. Oh, how will I ever love again? Yeah. And the fact that like they didn't have children, but she's close to her niece was not really a plot point. It was just like a fact. It wasn't just like, oh, curse my widowed barrenness. <laughs> Yeah. You know, yeah, <laughs> I liked it. It was just like she's living her life. I thought that was surprising, given yes. that it's called a kind-hearted Christmas. <laughs> so her niece Kylie, who she mentioned several times, is more like a sister to her. Right, they've gotten so close. Is yeah. recently married. They're supposed to be going to Paris for their honeymoon. Yes. So she's not going to be around for Christmas. They're going to celebrate before she goes. Colleen suggests that maybe she should try and meet somebody. Oh. But she kind of shoots that down. And then she says she's off to talk to the mayor about the winter carnival. Mm-hmm. At the mayor's office, they're talking about the budget is there's no no money for the winter carnival this year. Times have been tough. They can't even get a tree for in front of City Hall. Yeah. So she's coming up with these ideas. She wants to do this walk of lights, you know, to increase foot traffic around yes. This, the the town and she wants to give work to this specific person who's had a very hard year i forget Work his name here. kane kane is their last name i forget his first name doesn't okay. matter doesn't no the mayor likes this idea tells her to go ahead with it this is why i thought she was a an event planner because it yeah. seems like all women in these christmas movies are event planners i, I know don't, i don't know why yeah. but yeah back at the studio for wake up upstate Corey is very bummed because Aww. he just got a surprise cruise for his whole family. Well, yeah. someone gave them tickets for this cruise. Nice he, work if you can get it. <laughs> but he can't go because there's no one to cover for him yeah. at the station. Oh. But Scott, he's just going to Belize. He offers to stay and cover his like puff piece feel good stories yeah for christmas time yeah which which i'm just gonna go ahead and say you could probably pre-record oh yeah you know what i mean yeah but you know i don't work in the biz (laughs) and you never will kendra please just kidding it's christmas so yeah so he's gonna he's gonna stay at jamie's house she and kylie and kylie's husband david are decorating the christmas tree they tell her that they have postponed their trip to Paris because they want to save money for a house. Yes. And also, they break the news to her that Kylie has received a job offer in Seattle. Mm. And they will be moving in a month. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a veggie grill in Seattle, Kendra. Let me tell you. So good. So good. Let's go right now. Hey, remember that shirt that Eric thought he lost in Seattle? Yes. I found it. Where was it? In a bin. Well. I I cleaned out a whole closet last weekend, opened the bin. There it was. Would you say it was a Christmas miracle? I would. I would Kendra, definitely you, say. You should become an event planner. <gasps> should I? Maybe. I mean, I'm halfway there. That's true. With the job I'm doing now. Living so. on a prayer. <laughs> so they want to make this Christmas different. Yeah. Then, for some reason, they want it to be different. It's been stale. Let's make it different. I mean, I would say it's this couple's first Christmas as a married couple. Now we kind of automatically change things. Yeah. Again, I don't want to intrude on the the intricate plotting. They talk about how Matt had always had, like, crazy ideas for things to do around Christmas. Dead Matt. Dead husband Matt. Yes, dead husband Matt. And he once suggested they do a town-wide holiday gift exchange but then he couldn't remember anybody who anybody had so it just didn't work out he sounds effing delightful (laughs) (laughs) oh matt (laughs) i miss him (laughs) well kylie says that the town could use someone like uncle matt sure could that Mm -hmm. that puts off a light bulb but who kendra i mean uh, who there's no one. No. The next morning, Jamie is watching Wake Up Upstate. And they're talking about the Bellevue High Quartet, who has been invited to the White House to play at the presidential Christmas party. Yes. But they don't have the money for the trip. So they Ow. are throwing <laughs> they are throwing a concert to raise money that yes. night. 
um, and they want people to come to the concert. So Jamie hears this and calls Kylie and asks if they're doing anything that night because she has an idea. Mm-hmm. And maybe she'll jump the gun on that idea. Yeah. The, the concert might have worked is all I'm saying. <laughs> she then has a meeting with Kane, Mr. Kane, to talk Mr. about Kane. putting up the lights around the town. She sees that he's selling his truck. That's what it's come to. They need the money, and so he's going to have to sell his truck. And he thanks her for this whole idea for the lights and giving him the job and says it. It's little things like that that lift people's spirits. Yep. At the concert, Kylie's like, since when do you help high schoolers? (laughs) You Scrooge? (laughs) It's a fair question, I mean. (laughs) She then tells her husband that Scott Morris is Jamie's TV crust. Yes, Scott Morris, the morning host, yep. Always been in to Scott Morris. And then who should appear? But Scott yeah. Morris. But there's there's such a funny moment here. I laughed right out loud where uh, they're like, well, he's probably single unless he's wearing a wedding ring. And Jenny Garth says he isn't so fast. <laughs> yeah, she she says it like faster than the previous line even completes. Jenny Garth <laughs> has already said it. And I thought that was that was choice. Very good. Yeah, it was very, very good. good. Yep. So Scott Morris approaches them and asks if he can interview Jamie for for the show. And she. <laughs> She proceeds to give the most awkward interview. Yes. Like she's never talked to another human being before. Yes. And again, to praise the performance of Jenny Garth, pulls it off very naturally. And that's hard to do. It's hard to act like you're bad at something. (laughs) See Tori Spelling in any scene ever. Like when she's trying to be like, oh, I'm done. I'm clumsy. Like she plays it so hard. But Jenny Garth just like does it just right. Yeah. Yeah. So after this interview, he's very, you know, nice to her. He says that she did well. She goes to sit back down and Kylie is like, well, that was awkward. (laughs) (laughs) And it was. Yeah. So Jamie goes to get some air. The concert's going to start and Scott is on the stage and he is doing a little interview with the music teacher before the concert starts. Right. Mm -hmm. And... While this interview is happening, she says they've raised $300 so far, so they have a lot to go. And I was like, Uh wow, people are being stingy. $300, yeesh. But then as they're doing the interview, someone approaches with a piece of paper for her that says that an anonymous donation has been made for the full amount. Whoa. And she is more excited than the kids. (laughs) Again, I'm just saying, like, maybe it would have come had they actually performed, but Whatever. Like, wow, these kids are good. Let me go yeah, give another so 25 bucks. <laughs> we don't even need to. Back at, at Cooperville Tours, Colleen is watching her interview, Jamie's interview. It's yes. the next day, uh, watching the interview on her laptop and kind of picks on Jamie when she comes in. This is where we learn that it's called Cooperville Tours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're, we're, th- we're this far into, into so it's the movie. A t- It's a small, charming, small town that has so much going for it that it can support a full-time tour giver. No, but they're like broke. No one has any money. Right. Okay. There was no tree, as I mentioned before. Yes. Someone has anonymously donated a tree Mm -hmm. for in front of City Hall. People are just baffled by it. How did this happen? Yep. Back at the Wake Up Upstate studio, Amari tells scott about the anonymous donation of the of the tree and he's like well that's not that big of a story and she says well there's also been several other anonymous things so maybe you should go to cooperville and see if you you know see what you can dig up down there and he's been meaning to visit cooperville Mm -hmm. i think he says that because jamie said she was from cooperville when he interviewed her yes he did yep yep. yeah so he goes to Cooperville and interviews the mayor, and Jamie is like creeping, like yeah, watching she is, the interview. Happen. She's a lurker. Yeah. After the interview, Scott asks the mayor who Jamie is, and he tells him that she runs Cooperville Tours, and he's of like, course. "Oh, you know yeah. what? I've been wanting a tour." So he goes to Cooperville Tours. Which doesn't seem to have any employees. So if more than one person wants a tour within 
a six hour window. They just have to wait. Well, in a minute, she says that their tour bus already left. So I think maybe they have guides. They have guides. Okay. Yeah. So when Scott walks in, Jamie grabs something, a newspaper, and like goes to the not far away and like pretends to read it and like she doesn't know he's there. It yeah. felt like a it felt like a play yeah. in that moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get that. So that doesn't work, obviously. And he says he wants a tour. She says the bus already left, but Colleen is like, oh, you give him a tour, pushes the, <laughs> pushes them out the door. So she is now going to give him a tour of the town. They go to the town's performing arts center. Wow. Small town life. <laughs> you know, Nick, you and I know the small town life, and this we is do. not it. Mm-mm. This is not it. Mm-mm. Though I feel like this town is more like, like the town of Bath, like that size, would ah. you say? Yeah, that makes sense. Because that's like bigger than where you yeah. work. Yes. Uh huh. Maybe that size town. Could which be. I could see having like a performing arts. Maybe if it's on like a lake. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. She says that the town won best upstate town in 2016. So I guess we're in New York. I guess that's what we're saying because they keep saying upstate. Yeah. So. I think it is New York. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've never been to this town, is all I'm saying. <laughs> She asks if he should be taking notes. He's just, he, you know, he's just listening to her. And he says, I got it all stored up here, which earlier she said was something that her husband, Matt, used to say. Oh. So that reminded her wow. of Matt. Yeah, it's a major turn on being reminded of <laughs> dead partners. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they go to her favorite spot, which is a bench, a lovely little bench. She tells him that she's lived. <laughs> Meet me at the bench. <laughs> she's lived there her whole life. She mentions Matthew and he kind of asks about Matthew and she talks about, you know, after he died, she could have left, but she decided to stay. Scott says that he doesn't really have a place to call home because, you know, he travels so much and. Whatever. He doesn't is really his, feel like he has a home. Is his, is his family dead? His parents are dead. And his sister lives in New Zealand. Yeah. Okay. And What's she his sister doing? That's what she, I want to be doing. She doesn't have to wear masks or anything. She could just live her best life in I New know, Zealand. For Good real. for her. Good for her. So many podcasts. <laughs> I just wrote, gives money to Santa. Oh, so now, th- so now they're walking. And they, you know, there's a Santa ringing the bell. And so they... They give him some money. Scott says he hasn't stuck around for Christmas in a long time, but he's happy that he stuck around yeah. this Christmas. He then, when they make it back to Cooperville Tours, asks if he could do another tour with her that maybe included dinner. And she's like, oh, we don't offer that. And he's like, actually, I'm trying to ask you to dinner. I Listen, Which I was cute. pretty I was pretty on board for the majority of this movie. Like, I felt like it was uh, it made sense why he came to this town, you know, like their connection. All of that was really kind of buying. So yeah. at this point, I was still pretty much like, yeah, I didn't hate it. Christmas. I didn't hate kind it. Hard. Christmas. So, yes. So she agrees to that and he says he will call her. At david's toys david is her is kylie's husband name i believe yes yes. he has a toy he owns a toy store we learned that that makes sense so they're at so they're at his toy store and they're putting up a tree with um you know those little cards that you you put on a tree and you can sponsor a child and get them a christmas gift so that's what they're doing and she kylie is telling jamie how there's so many families who just aren't going to be able to do anything for Christmas this year. And Jamie didn't realize that it was so bad. At Jamie's house, it is now eight days till Christmas. She is watching Scott on Upstate, Wake Up Upstate, and he's talking about his tour of Cooperville. Mm -hmm. And then his co-host, Amari, reads a bunch of posts on their (laughs) social media about how everyone loves Scott, which is kind of weird. <laughs> uh when the cameras are off, Amari asks, you know, all right, who's the girl that took you on this tour? And she suggests that he needs to call 
Jamie. Yeah. Call her up. Yep. So when Jamie arrives at work, Scott has called and Colleen hands her the phone. He wants to take her to dinner, which she then freaks out about. Like he didn't just ask her the I, last I, yeah. time they saw, yes. like, they saw each other. I know. Uh, but she does agree to, they, to go to dinner. It's like they change their mind about the status of this relationship every yeah. five minutes. Because there was a lot of time where I was like, so are they dating? Like, is this out in the open with each other that they're on a date? Because yeah. sometimes it seems very much yes. And other times it's like, oh, how how forward of you. So, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Out on the town. The town is, it's looking good for Christmas. They, we learned there was an anonymous donation to the homeless shelter. So oh. the mayor called Scott again to let him know. And he comes to interview Kylie, who says that just all of a sudden, boxes and boxes of canned goods and all sorts of stuff were donated to the homeless shelter. Wow. And Scott's like, I don't know who this anonymous person is, but I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> they clearly want to be found. At dinner... Jamie is asking about Scott's career. He says he started in Wilmington, North Carolina. Hey. I almost moved there. Wow. Not not too far from me. Uh-huh. Hours. Same okay. state. <laughs> All right. She asks if, you know, he has, he's ever had time for a relationship. And he mm. talked about that he was ready to marry this person he used to work with, a producer he used to work with, but that she got cold feet yeah and he you know he said it was the loss of trust that hurt the most mm, sure which we'll come we, back we, later. we will we sure will yeah. yes there was this amazing looking bread on the table the whole time and i was just like oh. eat the delicious bread wow no one was eating it but it looks so good now i'm hungry yep jamie jamie wonder jamie asks are you sure you want to keep looking into who this anonymous person is maybe <laughs> maybe don't he says, no, no, everyone's loving it. Got to keep doing it, it. I mean, it's. I guess it's at this point where I start to be like, what's the point of keeping this a secret? Yeah. You know? Like, I just, I don't really, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it feels a little bit like, okay, we need some sort of conflict. And here it is. But. <laughs> so then they go, they're walking. They stop for some coffee at like a cart. And he asks, do you date often? <laughs> And this is when we learned that Matthew died five years ago. Correct. Yep. And she hasn't really dated anyone yeah. since then. She, uh, Scott really likes the lights. He's amazed that she, you know, got all the lights set up and she did all this and she's so selfless. And then they end up standing under some mistletoe and they almost Ooh. kiss. Yeah. But they're interrupted by some carolers. Yeah, but but you make it sound like they almost had a natural kiss. <laughs> Instead, it was like a 10-minute conversation of like, oh, the tradition of a mistletoe yeah. is so we probably shouldn't. I guess we probably shouldn't let the tradition pass. Well, if you insist. <laughs> and then they go in for a kiss and the carolers interrupt it. So after they're interrupted, Jamie says, there's something I need to tell you. But then she chickens out and says oh. it gets icy in the parking lot. Yes. Back at Cooperville Tours, Jamie finally confides in Colleen. She can't hold it in anymore. She tells Colleen that she has been the secret Santa who is anonymous, anonymously gifting shock. things. I am in shock that that is the truth. So her worry here is that Scott, like she's dating Scott now, but she doesn't want him to know she doesn't want him to like do this story about her, but she also feels weird about lying to him. So Colleen's solution is that Colleen will do some acts on her behalf and Jamie should just act like really scroogey the next yes. time she's with Scott. Which is not a good plan. And here I think is where a, a line is maybe crossed, but I just don't understand why at this point she couldn't be like, look, I'm the one who's doing these things. I really don't want to make it public. He's not going to, I don't know. She acts like he's this investigative journalist who will leave yeah. no stone uncovered. I think he'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Great. That's nice. Let's get married. <laughs> so Colleen then goes to the toy store and she's yeah. wearing like a scarf over her head and right. sunglasses. And she tries to get all the the angels off the tree. Yes. So like not in front of 
the newsman. She goes to like the nephew's toy store and does this where nobody can see her. I'm just like, how is this a plan? It's dumb. It is dumb. It's dumb. David recognizing her immediately and yeah. asks if she's the secret Santa. And he's, she says, no, I'm just helping the secret Santa. I'm going to buy all these kids toys. Here's what I want you to say when people yes. ask. See, I thought the plan was going to be like a secret Santa thing would happen when Jenny Garth is right, right. there. And they'd be like, well, I guess she guess can't, be, can't the be her. Santa. Yeah. But no. no, that's not it. It's just a series of weird lies that her friend perpetrates. Yeah. At Cooperville Tours, Kylie is very happy that someone bought all the kids' presents. Sure. But she says, Aunt Jamie, is there something you want to tell me? Uh-oh. And Jamie almost comes clean, but then she holds up the newspaper, and there's a picture of her and Scott on the front page. So Aunt Jamie. <laughs> She's like, what? You're dating Scott? Scott then interviews David, and David makes up this story about someone in a wig coming in and buying all the kids' toys. Yeah, and terrible plan. Dumb. This helps no one. Because nothing that happened there disproves that it was Jamie. It makes it more likely that it's her, because her little, like, best friend, I, it's a stupid plan. Yeah. Kylie and Jamie go to Porter's Bistro to get some food or coffee or whatever, and, you know talk about scott and how they're dating now scott then arrives while they are talking and kylie invites him to dinner at a surprise location oh guess what it's the shelter they're serving food yep for dinner which it's like a ray donna situation where he keeps inviting her to dates where she has to work yeah and scott is very very happy to, yes. to be there and to on be board. helping with that. On board, yeah. After everyone has been served, they're kind of sitting and, and talking. And they're talking about Paris and how they wanted to go. And Scott's like, oh, you're going to love Paris. Here's what you have to do. So then Colleen texts Jamie right at that moment and says, don't forget to be Scroogey. So then Jamie's yeah. like, oh, why is this anonymous person giving people things they don't need? That's stupid. <laughs> yeah, terrible plan. I look, look, I don't want to overcomplicate it, but I feel like maybe if there would have been a thing like where, where Scott was like, a oh, man, we really need ratings. I'm going to lose my job if this story doesn't keep going. It's finally. And she had some like reason to drag this out. But at this point, she just doesn't. Yeah. So it's like, why? <laughs> why? Stop it. Yeah. So everyone thinks she's super weird. They don't know why she's talking like that. I agree. <laughs> I mean, I know why, and I still don't know why. Well, the next day, Kylie knows why. She's figured it out that Ah, Jamie is the secret Santa. New Christmas sleuth. She playfully threatens to tell Scott unless she can be involved in the next thing that Jamie does. So Jamie is apparently loaded. I mean, she's doing so much with her money. I know. So they decide. Like, I, I just I, they never even went into that. Like no. why she's it could have been like, yes, Matt invented the pop socket and then just move on, you know, <laughs> but there's just nothing. It's just apparently she just like runs a tourist trap in a small town and is a millionaire. <laughs> so they decide that the next thing they're going to do is help the Kane family who has had a very hard go of it. Um, the wife lost her job and. They haven't been able to find work and they have kids. So that's what they're going to do. So this is kind of where a good deed is done and Scott is going to be with Jamie. Yes. So, but they don't make it sound like that's why they're doing it. Yeah. And and it doesn't, again, that doesn't preclude her from being the secret Santa. Yeah. Just because like, I. Jamie then goes to the store to get all of this food and and stuff for the Kane family she's shoving it all in her trunk and Scott happens to drive by and is like oh wow that's a lot of food what are you doing with all that food and she plays it off he keeps asking if she needs help and she says no he then asks her to dinner that night yep then we have just a quick scene and all I wrote is getting presents ready they're just wrapping presents getting yep. stuff ready for for the canes I did that last night I did so much I wrapped wrapping presents last night Kendra we should have been on a video call I know I watched the Santa Claus did you watch a Christmas movie I was listening to Mike Nesmith music okay that's fair okay that's fair was while it- my wife knit 
She's been a little wow. knitting machine That's this Christmas. A, sounds like super cozy stuff. Yes. We were filming a movie called A Kind-Hearted Christmas. <laughs> Excellent. With the monkeys. <laughs> so <laughs> that night, so now it's Colleen and Kylie are supposed to be taking the stuff to the Kane house, but now yes. David knows. Yeah. Kylie has brought David into it. So yeah. it's the three of them, and they put on super silly disguises that no one everyone would be able to see through. Correct. Uh, and for those of you keeping track at home, we now have three involved, which officially makes it a conspiracy. <laughs> so Scott has rented out this restaurant for a private dinner for just the uh, two of them. Seems unnecessary, especially is, given the... I just want to put this into the universe. That is not something I'm ever interested in. That My wife said the exact same thing. That happened and she was like, oh my gosh, I would hate that. That is... It's awkward. I don't want to be the only two people there. I like weird. being where the people yeah. are. I'm like, a post-apocalyptic Ariel. Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> so during this, we go back and forth and we see Colleen and the gang are putting all the stuff on the Kane's front porch. They're trying to be quiet and sneaky about it. Yeah. While they are on this date, they get Cornish hen and mashed maple sweet potato. Okay. For dinner. Yeah. Sounds yeah. pretty good. This is when he mentioned that his sister moved to New Zealand and both sure. of his parents passed away. Dead so. <laughs> uh, he once again says that he's happy that he stayed for Christmas. Mm -hmm. They're having a good flirty time. Yep. A kind hearted Christmas. Going back to the Canes, they ring the doorbell and run away. The family comes out and they are so surprised and happy and excited. The kids, I wrote, those kids knew the assignment. I feel like the director was like, walk out of door and be the most <laughs> excited you've ever been. You've and those ever kids, been. And those kids did it. Good for them. <laughs> Back at the, oh, and they film it. They film, yes. they yes. creepily film them at their house <laughs> looking yeah. at the stuff. Laws have been broken. Yeah. <laughs> Back at, on the date, they're eating gingerbread cake, which sounds delicious. Oh, Scott also brought Christmas crackers from England, which are these things where you stick your you stick your fingers in each side and then you pull and it like pops open. Yeah, but I aren't you supposed to do those like a wishbone? Like, aren't, isn't one person supposed to have one side and the other supposed to have one? Like, what's know. the point of you doing it yourself? There's no like, oh, I got it, you know. I don't know, but inside is a, a joke. Here are the jokes. Okay. Who is Santa's favorite singer? Who? Elphis Presley. Oh, come on now. <laughs> and what do what do reindeer hang on a Christmas tree? Hornaments. Mm. No. <laughs> There's also these paper crowns inside, so they put on these little paper crowns, and then they get up and dance, and we have like slow motion <laughs> dancing to you know music. What's, here's what's funny. He was like, "I bet you even look good in this crown." She put on the paper crown. And she pulled it off, is all I'm saying. She looks great in the paper yeah, crown. Yeah, she did. It just, her hair, the dress, the whole thing. Yep. As they're dancing, she once again says, there's something I want to tell you. But right at that moment, his phone rings. Ah. And Secret Santa has struck again and sent him this video of the Kane family. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So she doesn't tell him, but they do end up kissing. Finally. So that's good. This Christmas. At Wake Up Upstate. Great title. It just rolls <laughs> off the tongue. Yeah, it really does. I don't know. Does Upstate have their own news thing? Yeah. I don't know. That's just know, kind of weird it's a for quirky. a region. Yeah. I don't know. It's Canada. What are you going to do? <laughs> Scott's reporting on uh, the Canes and how they got their presents. There's a, that creepy video they're now showing to all of Upstate. Great. Of them coming outside their house and being surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Amari says that she's gotten lots of messages from people who have been very inspired to give back to their communities because of all the anonymous. Um, yeah. A lot of, lot of, it's it's kind of a kind-hearted Christmas when you think about it. Yeah, it is, I would say. Yeah. I just wrote phone call. Phone calls happen. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Back at Cooperville Tours, Jamie is now freaking out about keeping this secret from Scott. She She's like, I've got to come clean. 
you know, I just, I can't keep this from him anymore. He's going to be upset. But we'll oh, just move just past it. woefully mishandled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So right at that moment, Scott arrives. And, ah, this was the phone call. He, they found the secret Santa. The secret yes. Santa has come forward. Yes. And he's on his way to meet the secret Santa. And Jamie says, can I come with you to meet this person? <laughs> So they go to, I believe it's Porter's Cafe. Probably. To interview this guy who it's very, I mean, we know, but it's just very obvious to anyone else that he is just in it to get some publicity. Sure. Big liar. Big fat liar. He's like, oh, yeah, I just love the kids. Now, are you going to come to my, can you come to my tire shop to do the interview? Or like, am I going to get a reward of some kind? And Jamie keeps asking him questions like, where'd you get the tree? How'd, how'd you do this? Yeah. Yeah. She's really, she's really peppering him with questions. It's an interrogation. Yeah. And finally he breaks and he's like, you know what? I don't need this. Fine. I'm not the secret Santa. <laughs> <laughs> After that interview, Scott and Jamie are walking together and she asks, is it really, does it really matter who the anonymous person is? I would say no. My yeah. guess would be no, but I would also say no. But he says this person has inspired people. Mm -hmm. They're going to keep going. Yeah. Later, Jamie calls Scott and asks him to meet her at the auditorium where they first met, which is like forty minutes from her house. That's not yes. a. It's not a short drive. For it's her. not nothing. I mean, for me, that's like just if I need to run to Walmart. <laughs> right. For yeah. most people, that's not a. That's not a short drive. <laughs> And she says she will meet him there with the secret Santa. Oh. Before she goes to meet him, Kylie takes her to the homeless shelter where she shows her that people have donated gifts and all sorts of stuff. And just like, you know, because they were yeah, so they inspired, really they gave all this stuff to the shelter. Yeah. And look at what look at what you've done by inspiring people. Mm hmm. She says, that's great, but this kind of feels like it was a mistake to do this. I don't know why it would feel like a mistake, but whatever. Uh -huh. She's hoping that Scott will keep her secret and not tell everybody. Mm -hmm. This is the dumbest part of the movie for me. <laughs> the I am Spartacus part? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is. So yeah. Kylie makes a call to some people. Then we go to the auditorium. And Jamie says, Scott, I need to tell you something. Then Kylie pops out from behind a tree and says, I am Secret Santa. Then yeah. Colleen pops out and says, no, I'm Secret Santa. Right. I don't understand what the point of this was. I don't understand it either. No, I even in the moment, I was like, this is dumb. And it also goes nowhere. Nowhere. Like, it goes nowhere. And later, Jamie's like, I'm, I really, you know, I didn't know that Kylie would take it that far. And I'm like, but what did she do? Right, right. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> surprising no one. Scott is because this is, you know, the kind of movie it is. Scott is upset that she he lied. Is, he is wounded. He's like, how could you keep this? From I me? trusted you. I trusted you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah it's too much. It's it too much, but it's you crazy. have to have you have to have a little conflict in, yeah. in these kind yeah. of movies. They have to uh -huh. look like maybe they won't get together there for a second. Yeah. So they go their separate ways. He's upset with her. Back at Cooperville Tours later on, Kylie and David are apologizing to Jamie for taking it too far. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, she really did. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Colleen brings an envelope to Kylie. It was delivered there that morning. And it's two tickets to Paris. Oh, wow. They think that it was Jamie, but it wasn't. Wasn't Colleen. Wonder who, who it could, could be. Who could it be? Who could, it be? who could it be now? <laughs> they are very excited because they just got secret Santa'd. And they leave to go start packing. Nothing like that has ever happened to me. No one's ever secret sanded me that level no. of gift. Not no. even close. No. Not even close. Last year, um, I won't say who, but... Tell me. A person 
sent several people in the family a a good size check and it was like a huge surprise and that wow. that's probably the closest like, the closest and it was it was amazing was, <laughs> i hope i opened the letter and i was like oh my goodness was it jenny garth yes wow, jenny, really? jenny garth is my aunt <laughs> it's weird that i'm learning this for the first time right now but yeah wow. i didn't really think it was relevant to yeah. anything we do together yeah, so. you're right yeah <laughs> before kylie leaves to go pack she says that uncle matt would have been proud of jamie Mm. And she says that she should give Scott a call. Yeah. Back at the studio, an envelope is delivered to Scott with a flyer for the Winter Carnival and a flash drive, which yeah. he proceeds to stick right in his computer like an like a maniac, yeah, like right? a psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't you ever seen a movie? Don't do that. You don't just get an anonymous envelope with a flash drive in it and stick it in your computer. Yeah. You yeah, have with... no idea what's on that flash drive. The envelope, drive. in his defense, was labeled not a virus. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Well, lucky for him, no one should use flash drives, by the way. Even if you're not trying to put a virus on them, they very easily get on there. You can spread viruses to other computers. Stop using flash drives. Just use Google Drive. Wow. That's my pitch. Wow. Plus, you lose flash drives. True. Use Google Drive. Sponsored by Google Drive. I wish. They're not a sponsor. I want to be clear. They're not a sponsor. (laughs) But if anybody wants to throw some coin... This way. Dropbox oh, trash. Don't use Dropbox. Really? I hate wow. Dropbox. Okay. I really I really do. Okay. Why use Dropbox when you could use Google Drive? I don't This is weird. <laughs> this is a weird little journey we're taking, but no. I'm no, sorry. No. Okay, so on the flash drive is a bunch of pictures from Cooperville and from people right. being inspired and giving and of Jamie and their good times together and Sure. At this point, we get like little flashbacks. He's remembering all the times that she almost told him what was going on. It's a little montage of her being like, I really should tell you something. Interrupt. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And this makes him, gives him a change of heart, I guess. Mm -hmm. Later on. Scott is doing his wrap up on the story about the anonymous Cooperville secret Santa, and he does not unmask Jamie to the world. Instead, he shows this thing, basically the slideshow that was on the flash drive of how this one person's act inspired people and made everyone's Christmas wonderful. Uh Uh So that's nice. And he says he's been reminded that there's good in the world. Aw. Yes. And after Aww. the cameras are off, Amari once again says that he should probably call Jamie. Okay. He probably should. Well, Jamie is debating the same thing at her home. She's pacing and we get this kind of like, uh, what's it called? Like time lapse yeah. of her just walking around her her living room trying being like well if i call him then this will happen and mm-hmm. but that that's stupid and she does that for a while and then she just decides to go old school i think is what she says yeah and she goes to the studio to see him uh-huh she does not find him there but she does run into amari who says that uh he went home and Suggest that she call him. Which is kind of a fun callback because in the beginning when he was talking about her, she's like, you know, you could call her. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so she's big into calling people. Yeah. So Jamie does call and she leaves a very long message. Yes. It is a long message. And we also like during this message, see flashbacks of their time together, their dates and all that stuff. What a time, a magical time. (laughs) She leaves this message apologizing and whatever. At the winter carnival, she's talking with the mayor And he, you know, he's very happy with how it turned out. He thanks her for all that she's done. And he also guesses that she was the secret Santa, to which she says, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) After the mayor walks away, she turns around and who's at the Winter Carnival? Who could it be? It's Scott Morris. Uh, All is forgiven. 
Scott admits to getting the trip for Kylie and David. Oh. Says he, he hopes was, they have a good flight. He was very invested in them going yeah. early on. He was, so. yeah. They, yeah, that's not crazy that he did that. And then they talk for a bit, you know, apologies, whatever. It starts snowing. They agree to have no more secrets. And then they kiss. And that's the end of the movie. There it is. There it is. All's we come full well circle. that ends well. It sure does. Yeah. Uh, Kendra, what's your 90210 snap? <sighs> <laughs> mine's, e- mine's the easy one. Mine is... Mine is when he's like, you lied to me. I mean, it has to be. That's the only, like, dramatic part of the movie. It is very dramatic, though. It's He's he's very wounded. He's hurt. (laughs) What's the verdict, Kendra? What did you think of A Kind-Hearted Christmas? You know, I've watched a lot of uh, cheesy romantic comedy Christmas movies this year. And this, it's, it's funny. Once you start watching them... You can get like 10 minutes, five minutes into one and be like, oh, this is going to be a bad one. Yeah. Or, okay, I'm on board. This one was really not that bad as, yeah, far, as far as they go. I thought that Jenny Garth was her Jenny Garth she self. Was. She was. Yeah. And, um, you know, the plot was pleasant enough. And I liked none of the characters were super annoying. No. You know, I was watching this with my wife and... We were both kind of like, oh, I feel like this is maybe like too good to make for an interesting episode because we really were pretty invested into it. But when that hallmarky turn comes where it's like, okay, the problem here is going to be this secret that she's keeping from him. There's a yeah. lot of air, air quotes, everybody. That's where I was kind of like, oh, because it was yeah, so Yeah, it kind of falls apart there. It does. It's just so manufactured. Like, why would he care this much? Why would she lie about it? Like, why would they have their little conspiracy of like pretending that other it? Once you really get into that, it's there and it's not necessary, you know? No, no, if it it's was not. just a TV. They were like, man, we gotta add in some conflict, yes. but it seems like they could have made it more of a conflict with some easy yeah. tweaks of the story, but they yeah. didn't. So. Well, like I was saying, make it be like it's it's a ratings thing. And he had this story has to last. It has yeah. to work. So she's conflicted about like lying to him about it or something. Yeah. Raise the stakes a little. Yes. Or don't have that be an element at all. Just mm-hmm. have them kind of like they live these different lives, but they meet and they like each other and they bond over Christmas. The end. Like I would have been on board for a very pleasant movie like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But I think as far as like Christmas movies of this kind go, like if your choice was this or USS Christmas, I would say watch this a hundred oh, yeah. times before you crack USS yeah. Christmas. <laughs> yeah, so. I would definitely agree with that. <laughs> How do you think it rates up to our first Christmas special, which was a very merry daughter of the bride? Oh my goodness. Now keep in mind that that had very little to do with Christmas. <laughs> I'm trying to remember no what Christmas. happened in that movie. <laughs> yeah. That was the one with uh, Joanna Garcia Swisher and she owned like a wedding business and luke perry was like the son of the oh guy yes and... yes 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 oh no that one was no you don't good. like that that's it that's a thumbs that up one too. was that yeah i i will agree with you this is the best of our christmas specials that we've done. i agree i agree if and... you're looking if you're looking for a feel-good christmas movie i think definitely this this will hit the spot I might even go so far as to say this was the most watchable of all of our special episodes, including the Halloween and the I Want to Marry Ryan Banks <laughs> Valentine special. More watchable than Sharknado? <laughs> oh, gosh. I do. Th- yes, I do. I would say that. Yeah. 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 This is definitely uh, at the top. All right. Well, this is the second of the Radio Meanwhile Christmas specials that I've recorded so far because Steve and I over on the Sandorian Life covered the Star Wars holiday special which is Ooh. out. So if you want to really experience pain, go over to the Sandorian Life and listen and to I that. And I do. Because Kendra, you might think that that would be fun to watch, but it's not. <laughs> it's not fun. I would think that. It's not fun and it's incredibly long. <laughs> so anyway, so that's where you could find me. Uh, every other week I'm over on the Sandorian Life right here on the network. What about you, Kendra? What else are you doing? Uh, well, I'm Miss Musebox 91 on Twitter. Okay. And... Um. Oh, you know, I do other things. <laughs> I am the ghost of the podcast. Nineties music got me like. And for our Christmas special, we're doing some TSO. 
Oh, okay. My son will be pretty, on board. He's big into TSO. Pretty excited about it. Yeah. So this is a, it's our first instrumental only oh. song that we've okay. covered. So right. it'll be it'll be interesting, but we're gonna see how it goes. Okay. Well, I'm I'm excited to hear it. All right. Well, go and listen to all of uh, the the Radio Meanwhile Christmas specials. You can also, if you go to our SoundCloud. Uh, or right on Twitter, we have it uh, pinned to the top there. We have a playlist of all of our Christmas episodes. So that includes the Nostalgia Me This Christmas special, all the Christmas-themed episodes from Beverly Hills 90210, and our three Christmas movies. So if you want to just binge, listen to me and Kendra binge, talk about binge. Christmas, you can do it right there uh, at SoundCloud or on the Twitter page. So yeah, please do. do. Uh, we're going to continue our 90210 discussion next week. It'll be our last episode of uh, 2021. We're going to be discussing season five, episode 21, Stormy Weather. Ooh. 902, and here we go. <laughs> oh, oh, oh.